Welcome to Everything In Between, and we're your host, Siobhan and Sam. And today, yet again, it's over 100 degrees. So if you guys hear in the background my AC going on and off, that is because I don't want to die. So I'm just going to have to suffer the background noise just for a moment, just for a couple more weeks, maybe. I don't know. No, I'm lying mm-hmm. to you. It's going to be through August. We, we're like in the hundreds all the way to September. So, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Get you a cooling stand. i texted sam yesterday because obviously you guys know we're in different states and we hit 93 yesterday and they sent us like a warning that there's cooling stations around town if you need to go out and to reserve your water for 93 so not even a (laughs) match meanwhile sam and her twins walking around outside in 100 degree weather which is so funny because i was sweating so bad but the twins like I, I went to work yesterday with the twins, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the twins were like, we want to go. We want to walk around campus and do all the things, blah, blah, blah. Take pictures, blah, blah, blah. Okay? And I'm like, yeah, okay, that sounds great. We're getting up really super early to take care of things, you know, so it's not too hot, blah, blah. So we got there at 8 o'clock in the morning. By 11 o'clock, it was 100 degrees. And that was when we were finished mm-hmm. doing the tasks that we needed to finish. And it was it was like, I was like, okay, let's do the the walk around, take a couple pictures, get it in, get it out, you know, because I promised. Girl, I was sweating like a hog, my daughter said. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I get annoyed. Like, it's summertime, but when it's like 80 and it's 11 o'clock at night, I'm like, it shouldn't be this hot. Like, we should drop a little bit. But mm-hmm. I mean, Sam's always saying it's the humidity, and I know our humidity is bad out here, but I feel like... I just would not be able to do the hundreds and the 116s and all of that. Um, but I don't yeah. handle heat well. I well, like to be warm, but I don't like to be hot. Right. But Sam and I could go on and on on this topic <laughs> for oh, some reason. We yeah, could talk about we didn't it. even say what the actual topic was. <laughs> so I, we should get I, to our topic. Tell them okay. about it because I'm really excited. Yeah. Because it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So today's topic is about. Um, uh, what is it true crimes true and crime. what they've done to our lives so i love true crimes and i listen it's just so bizarre you guys i can only listen to true crimes when i'm at work during the work day that's it and i don't know if it's because my murder instinct is high during those hours i don't know but i'm not gonna <laughs> think too much on it but as soon as five o'clock hits i can no longer listen to true crime like it's like my mind just turns off and it's like oh it's time to read a book now and um but from like eight to five all day long i'm like hours and hours and hours of like murder mysteries and unsolved mysteries and all these different things and so it has definitely uh impacted my life so Siobhan you like um I like this this thing called IDTV and I feel like it's everywhere it's a cable channel so just depends on if you get it Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. the sole purpose of IDTV is to show crew crime dramas so before I met Sam like I've heard people talk about it but I've never (laughs) met somebody that's like into listening to them on the podcast so I haven't tried that I'm definitely a IDTV watcher I have my favorite shows and people that I watch Um, but it's interesting because I cut my cable off a while ago and I just went completely dependent on my fire stick because I was like this bill is really high and like Mm -hmm. nobody should be paying this money so you can just download the app and watch it that way but I haven't yet so i don't watch as much as i used to 
but I liked this one show, Detective Joe Kinda. That's my favorite because it's a detective telling about stories from his career. And yeah. sometimes it's just like people that are criminals, they're doing the dumbest things. It's like, mm-hmm. how are you even a criminal and you're thinking that this <laughs> is going to be? But it's not stuff that's like stupid and they're a criminal, like a bumbling idiot, but just like their plan wasn't all the way thought out. Like it was a good plan, but then just some planning went, you know, awry or like murders um i also like i almost got away with it i think that's an interesting show and then i just enjoy enjoy like your typical first 48 oh my gosh i can't watch that show (laughs) why cannot watch for 48 hours the first 48 hours oh my goodness because it is like like too much too real it's too real it's too real it Uh, is too real i think it's too real okay so this sounds awful okay don't judge me don't judge me (laughs) this is gonna sound so bad but like some of those 40 first 40 is like when it's like gang related or drug Mm -hmm. related or you know stuff like that and you know it's like you know that people are living this life of like Mm -hmm. you know crime or sub or some kind of deviance you know mm-hmm. uh you know it but you don't like understand or see it firsthand you know so when i watched first 48 hours i am like oh my gosh you know people live like this and they are you know mm-hmm. running from each other and they're shooting each other and you know they are this is something you know normal in this kind of scenario you know and and it's just so scary and then i feel so bad because i'm like you know there's a better way to live and then you know it's like i and then i see them like you know they get pretty graphic on that show like you'll see like them covered up or them shot on the ground yeah it is not a for the faint heart so i see them and i'm like oh my gosh they died alone or i get so siobhan like with that kind of thing (laughs) I do. I do. I make up a whole story. He probably was in so much pain and he died by himself over something so silly. And it was just so much. And, you know, and then here comes their family and they're all, you know, they lost their brother, sister, friend, whatever, you know. Yeah, I think for me, like the tri- crime drama interest is I'm always very interested in why people do what they do and just a look into the thought pattern sometimes they'll get into like the background history and then sometimes it's just I'm just fascinated by human interaction another one that's really good um that's just simply wild is called love thy neighbor and it just shows how like the simplest of things can set people off and it causes them to kill and it's like Mm -hmm. this could be a totally normal person but it's like their home becomes their domain their space is their place and Mm -hmm. people really snap over things like moving trees Mm -hmm. moving fences and they lose it Mm -hmm. um and it's just like, you know, why? I I listen to so you need to jump onto podcasts because they have all of that. So they have one podcast that's just like strange murders, you know, where it just talks about all of what you said. They have so many detective so and so podcasts where detectives going over their case. Um, my favorite family of podcasts is the Parcast P A R C A S T um, uh, True Crimes. I think Spotify um, purchased this company actually. And that's because they did such good, they do such good uh, true crime. My favorite is they kind of do this whole, 
radio back back in the day before TV existed. You know how you would listen to the radio and they act. You know they had different actors. Yeah. And they, they do that. It's called Unsolved Mysteries, I think, or something. Unsolved Murders, I think. And they like act out the murder um, on the podcast. So it's different voices. Oh you can, yes, it is so. It's, and it's and and for me, it's like from eight. You don't know when these murders happen. Like sometimes they happen like a hundred years ago. You know, so it's so far removed. I don't have those. Uh-huh. Like oh my gosh, someone is doing this right now. You know, feeling so. Even though these murders are horrible, anyone being murdered is terrible. But they happen long, sometimes long, long time ago. Sometimes recent, but most of the time, you know. 1800s 1900s and i always wonder like how did they find this information and it's so thorough i've never like fact checked or anything but it's just really good it's a really really good show i really like it because it does all of the um you know acting and you know has little footsteps and you know gunshots and screams and whole night it's so cool so i like that one a lot and then the other ones, kind of like you, Siobhan, I like the mm-hmm. psychology because I like the ones that talk about in podcast, the podcast family, all of theirs, for the most part, goes into the history. So usually when they do like a murder or serial killer or something like that, there's two parts because the first part is just all about how that person grew up. You know, and what, you know, like such and such was born to a parent and how their household was. And, you know, it's just really an in-depth dive. And then then the second part goes into, I mean, I think in the second part goes into like the murders and what happened and how they happened and if he were caught or not caught or, you know, stuff like that. So it's really cool. I really like it. But on the flip side, there have been some, um, I think, uh, direct, um, effects on my life from true crime listening to so much of it like I think I'm a little bit paranoid In so what way? oh my gosh like I <laughs> what I so I took I took a break when COVID started you know like everything mm-hmm. stopped and I just was like I can't listen to my podcast I can't do anything you know I just kind of <laughs> You know, the world sad, you know, I was just like so dramatic. And so I had like stopped listening to podcasts. My kids were all like, yay, you know, because mm-hmm. every time I listen to them, I start getting super protective and I'm already protective. And then I get like super protective because I'm like walking pairs, take the dogs, you know. <laughs> right, right. And this is like they're going to the garbage. And I'm just like, no, 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 walking pairs, take the dogs. You know, I have one dog who barks like a villain, but she's so nice. You know, she would just run away if you ever tried to harm her she did she's just so nice but she has such a loud and aggressive bark that she would at least scare someone you know so i'm always like take right. duchess take her with you you know <laughs> stay in pairs strengthen numbers everyone's phone tracking this is like to go to the mailbox okay i'm like i need to be tracking everyone's phones like i've gotten so paranoid because some of these stories are a lot you know too many actually are about kids and you know how they're just walking from one place to point a to point b home from school these things and they get picked up by these villains you know and and hurt and abused and and killed so i'm always like now i'm always like no 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 i saw that on the episode Mm -mm, not gonna happen it is so and for you i remember you had a whole oh my gosh you guys this is when you were in id tv i think you had this whole deal where everything was human smuggling oh so i was gonna just say get into that that for me girl 
I was it's just not like, even just IDTV. That so okay. Let me give some backstory because I was going to ask you this question next as well. Like, when uh-huh. do you think you got into cre- cre- I cannot even talk. When yeah. do you think you got into true crime? Uh, you and, know my background. My background. Right. I've always been crime criminal. Like this is a recent change that I've went into business because my whole background, for the most part, of my career was in crime. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And for me, I got introduced to it as a child. Growing up on Saturday nights, me and my dad used to watch The Cops, America Most Wanted, and then switch over to Unsolved Mysteries at 10. Mm-hmm. That was like our bonding time. <laughs> that was the type of wow. stuff that my dad watched with me. And I remember being young. I had to have been between five and seven that I remember. And then we watched it for years. Like we watched that until both cops and, um, America's Most Wanted went off of Fox and then America's Most Wanted went over to Lifetime and we like followed it there. So that was like a thing mm-hmm. that me and my dad just did. And I think over the years, certain things just were in my mind. So like I never felt comfortable walking in a mall parking lot at night. So mm-hmm. in my early twenties, mm-hmm. I like <laughs> worked in the mall. I was like, pardon, I was like quickly walking to the car, always looking around. And I'm sure other people do that, but I just have like a strong, like somebody's going to come by in a van and get you. I'll never mm-hmm. park next to a van when the driver's side is up against the van. There's just certain things that I get from watching those shows and like seeing how those people think. Mm-hmm. Um, even like I've heard people, you know, through chain letters say, oh, you have to hold your keys a certain way. Girl, but- you know, I was just thinking that like you wasn't holding your keys out so that they could have like brass knuckle effects. I was like that chick. I'm that chick. I'm like, oh, come on. You come on if you want to. I'm always like super, super aware, just like you. But there's something I watch crime and I watch. I listen to crime junkies and they made this statement. I think it applies. And then I'll let you keep going. It's like, stay alert, stay alive. I agree. I agree. You know what? (laughs) Sam is going to laugh, but I feel like when I see things with scams, with people getting hurt, trying to do the wrong thing, I feel like that would be my downfall. So I need to be aware that people think like this. No, I'm serious because it's like, I don't know what happens, but like if I'm out in public, like, I don't, I don't know. But if I'm out in public and I see a little child and there's no adult in the immediate area that looks like they belong to this child, I immediately go into work mode. Like, okay, who, where's this child? I'm like, are you okay? Like, what is going on? Like, I've had to take child over to the like police in the mall because their parent has left them. I'm like, how do you lose sight of your most prized possession? But I don't have children at the moment, so I don't know. You could get wrapped up in shopping and think they're right there and they're gone. But that's, that's just why something. you get the leashes. Yeah, that's something that would get me caught up. So I have to be aware of that. And I feel like that's what crime dramas have made me aware of. Also, there's some crime dramas um, where on different... So it'll be like Detective Kinda or Swamp mm-hmm. Murders or something where they'll actually talk to the people that perpetrated the crime mm-hmm. and they're telling like the type of victim that they looked for. Mm-hmm. I also pay attention to things like that. Like... um things that I do subconsciously like when I wear my hair out I have natural hair and it's pretty big it's always in the back of my mind that if somebody wants to get me that's really good to like get their hand in and get a grab on it and like yank me back Mm -hmm. um you know I heard one time that people that want to attack they usually don't go after women that have umbrellas or things in their hands that can be quickly used as a weapon so like when i was younger i used to always have an umbrella that had like um a rope on it so i could just wear it on my wrist and people would be like the weather is not even (laughs) 
you know, bad. <laughs> but it's just things like that. Like when you said this topic and in talking with you now, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's definitely things that I did from watching these shows. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think it hurts. Like I'm not paranoid. The only thing that I think I'm borderline like questionable about, questionable about is I do feel like meeting anybody offline, you have to be careful. And mm-hmm. my first assumption meeting anybody offline or like with online dating is definitely that they're a sex trafficker. If you do something <laughs> that is even two cents off, I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> I just I feel like you can never be careful enough. And then this again is like I think as I'm getting older, and especially now that we're having all this free time due to corona, I am dabbling a little bit in conspiracy theories. I'm not like full gone crazy and like, oh my gosh, believing random things, but I like to research them and look at them and see other things that people think are actually valid. And as a black woman, I feel like there's a lot of people that feel that like black women, especially over here in D.C., about a year ago, there were just tons and tons of black women, young girls really just disappearing. And they were saying that like the conspiracy theory is that it's a police ring that's abducting girls for sex trafficking and organ what is it called like on the black market when you sell people's organs? Because they're like that's what it's called. Selling organs. Mm-hmm. or like organ trafficking i don't know yeah. but that's like a conspiracy theory and i'm like you know what you never know because right. like when you think about it it makes no sense that so many girls could go dis like just disappear nobody looks for them they're never found again and i also feel like i've watched a few documentaries about sex trafficking and i think the thing that scares me so much about sex trafficking is it seems like those women are just lost like they're Mm -hmm. gone i feel like people have been kidnapped and they get returned once the ransom is paid or you know you know i don't think so i don't think the statistics support that statement i I don't know i feel like the ransom can still get paid and they still kill them and i don't even know if people do that anymore collect ransoms i don't even think that's a thing i mean it's so too much technology well you know i think like for me like i'm just thinking about over our lifetime growing up when i think of the Mm. biggest case during my lifetime of like child abduction i feel like there's two Mm. john bonnet and we know she was killed they think it's like her parents and then the elizabeth smart girl and they got her back Mm -hmm. so i'm like okay but every time somebody's sex trafficked i feel like they're just gone now i saw Mm -hmm. a movie i forget the name it escapes me at this time but um this woman was sex trafficked and then the scariest part about the movie was that we thought we were just watching a movie and then when it went off the woman that was like the main character the actual person came and spoke and said this is a true story and was telling her story and the way she got sex trafficked wasn't even like the horrible way that i'm thinking about online dating Mm -hmm. she was in a diner and a man was just sitting down and he was like oh you're so pretty they started talking or whatever fine they go on about their day. I want to say it was either the next day or something. And he was there again. And he was like, oh, you should let me do your headshots or something. Mm-hmm. You know, something happened. And there was another man that was at the diner. And he was either harassing the um woman or he was going to be helping her. Like, she, he was poor and she gave him a sandwich. Like, poor. I mean, like, he looked visibly homeless. Mm-hmm. So she was helping whatever happened she ended up going to the photographer's studio oh you don't go to first of all <laughs> photography don't do me i'm going to jc penny's okay 
I want a headshot. I'll go to JC Penney's or Sears or something like or or something like that. I am not going to Mr. So and So on the random who just asked me randomly to come to his house to get the headshots. Like first first mistake, you guys. Absolutely, that's what I thought. I mean, she told her husband or her boyfriend. I don't remember because it was a while ago. But she told him, I'm going to go to this place. And he was like, okay, I'll go with you. Mm-hmm. And when they got there, whatever, she was like, no. Basically, she got there and it was in an apartment building. And so she was intrepidatious. When she rode up on her bike and it was in the apartment building, I was like, see, nope, just don't even go in there. Because mm-hmm. once you're off the street, like nobody mm-hmm. can see you. It could mm-hmm. be anything. Mm-hmm. She goes in. She goes to the little office. He's there. He has an assistant. He takes some photos. It's all above board. And mm. you're watching the movie. You're like, oh, I thought that that was going to go wrong. And it didn't. Mm-hmm. So he gives her a card. He's like, you should come back. We can do more photos. Mm. And so she's like, okay. She goes home, tells her husband or whatever. And basically what happens is when she goes back the second time, She's like trapped and like he is a sex trafficker and the guy in the cafe Mm -hmm. and the Mm -hmm. woman that was the assistant, all these people are working together and he, Mm. he sex trafficked her and all kind of people were like just coming in and sleeping with her. And I forget Mm. how she got Mm. rescued. I think her boyfriend Mm. or husband never Mm. stopped looking for her and he remembered the building where the guy was. And I think it was a combination of that. And then she tried to bake free or whatever. But it's just like, you Mm, never know. And the statistics, of course, I forget the exact statistics on it. But um, it was like a very small percentage of people get out of sex Mm -hmm, trafficking. mm -hmm. Because sex trafficking is so profitable. And violent. They don't care what they're doing to the person. Some people are paying for that stuff because they want the sadistic, you know, sexual experiences that come with that payment you know beating them and you know strangling them and you know yeah so it's awful it is terrible that's why i'm always like no like i don't like i think i had told sam um i don't know if we had shared it on the podcast we probably did but like i hadn't an online dating and you oh. remember that guy that like sent me the picture and his chest was like really hairy yes and his face was covered with like yes. this undertaker bag oh my gosh and yeah he, is he on the yes. news i mean who knows probably oh, okay. and you know how it's so funny because it's like going back to what i said previously i originally clicked on his picture because his kid was in the picture and i'm like oh he's no, a dad yeah. that makes him safe like right. he's so cute but it's like when i think about it with my rational mind mm-hmm. i should have never freaking clicked on his picture because right. i feel like you should not expose your child like that mm-hmm. like what if i was the predator and now i'm going after him because he's got this cute little kid in his picture right. i'm mm-hmm. thinking oh that makes him safe and not no he was right. a freaking weirdo Mm -hmm. like text me from this number i travel a lot for work i was like absolutely not you will not have me trafficked up here Mm -mm. and it is (laughs) true like it's a it's a real thing like you know i always think about this like whenever you know someone says oh sam you're being too much i say you know what the mom or the dad or the whomever who lost their kid wish they were too much it's too late after the fact you know it's too late after the fact it's all about how to be proactive and mitigate your your chances of becoming a statistics of this violent crime or that violent crime you know right that's what it's all about you know and and i think like for me i may take it to another level but you know i rather take it to another level than not 
I rather mitigate it. And it's hard because it's a hard balance to strike. I think I told you the other day regarding children, it's like wearing your heart on your sleeve and you just, and there's no way to protect it, you know, except for to build this bubble. I have finally been successful to complete. Um, So (laughs) except for building this bubble that you can, you know, put your kids in, you know, it's, it's hard to, to deal. It's hard to deal knowing every day, you know, your heart is out there without you and you just don't know what's going on. And all you want to do is protect it. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. And I think, you know, it's interesting because I think these crime shows allow people. And again, that's if people watch them because everybody doesn't watch these shows or listen to these kind of podcasts. But I think that it lets you know that this is out there yeah and it's capable of happening because i feel Mm -hmm. like sam and i both live in nice neighborhoods where Mm -hmm. if we wanted to we could be in a bubble Mm -hmm. like my town like i told sam when she was going to come here for the first time like you're more likely to be like or like an animal like to come out at you because it's like we live off of a main road but then it's like the woods behind it like mm-hmm. it's protected beautiful area mm-hmm. and like behind us but there's more houses back there but it's just like you kind of forget like we're not close to a right. big city by mm-hmm. any means so you feel mm-hmm. like all of the trappings and things that go on in a big city are not there so you feel mm-hmm. safe to be like oh, okay mm-hmm. my kid is gonna walk to the next person's house mm-hmm. down the way mm-hmm. but you never know somebody could drive in and mm-hmm. snatch a kid and drive right out so mm-hmm. i do like that i am aware of those things yeah th- or snatch me or snatch you or you know some of the you know, I listened to this other podcast that's just like called Vanishing or something, just about people who vanished. You know, no one knows yeah. for they were supposed to be here and then they just disappeared. You know, those and scare me. Those I'll be scare me those too. Scare me. But it's happening. You know, um, then there was this one. You know, you know this one. Most people probably do because it was around. It was like viral on Facebook of that guy and that girl who were on the bus or the train or whatever it is. And oh, and he tried to get her in New yes, York City. He, he tried literally to pick tried her to up, her. and her boyfriend was like right there. Mm-hmm. And he literally picked, tried to pick her up and drag her out of the train. And I, first of all, I said, okay, first lady, there are so many things that came to mind about the male in that picture. Like he got up after the fact, after she hit him, like he's trying to take me. And then he mm-hmm. gets up and doesn't even hit the guy. He just kind of squares off and yells at him. I'm like, hit him. He tried to take her over. But anyway, whatever. All right. Okay. Getting off of that. But, you know, things like that happen. And, oh, and then, I think. And then there was this other one where, um, what was that other one where the, 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 the lady was just taken out of like a parking lot or something like that, you know, just like mm-hmm. insane. Like it was, I don't know if it was a show I was watching or a podcast I was watching, but I think it might be a show. I don't know. But it was this lady in Target. Okay. Um, just vanished. She was supposed to be home. No one knows what happened to her, but they somehow by the, I don't know, it's like a miracle. They caught this like little glimpse on the camera of this guy who was following her around, you know? And, and then they didn't see him following her through the store. They just saw him follow her out toward her car, you know? And so he must've been following. So then they said, Oh my gosh, there's someone behind her. And then they went back through the store and they realized he had been following her out the, the store and he wow. snatched her in the parking lot. In the parking lot. Like it is, it is, you know, it's just, there's no, I think that crime can happen anywhere. You know, you look at your statistics, mm-hmm. 
on the prevalence of crime in your area. But in reality, it can happen anywhere. You just have a bigger chance, you know, a, a greater chance in certain areas, you know, than others. But seriously, that stuff can relocate. It's no safe place, you know. And what I think happens is, I think, like you said, crime is happening everywhere. It just looks different mm-hmm. depending on where you are. So there's three things I think I want to share if I can remember all of them. I think the one thing that I've seen that scared me the most in recent years was it was a black woman. She looked like she was my age and she was saying how she was traveling on the New Jersey Turnpike, which is a major, major highway out here. Um, and she stopped at a rest stop and she had parked her car and she was going to go get out. And basically, I don't remember all the gist of what happened because it was a while ago that I saw this. But basically, she realized that this group of men were targeting her to pick her up but when she got back to her car either she had her children in the car or another adult was in the car and when I saw that I was so scared because Mm -hmm. I travel the turnpike all the time I'm a single woman I travel interstate on the turnpike like nothing Mm -hmm. like I was born and grew up in a different part of the state and Mm -hmm. so I drive there frequently to see friends family Mm -hmm. um and i will stop at a rest stop and that is something that always makes me nervous is going to a rest stop by my stop by myself yeah i don't so what i so what do you do if you go to the bathroom i go to like mcdonald's or something someplace well lit here's my thing with that and this is an interesting topic too as a single woman i never like to get off of the highway i should say as a single woman and as a black woman Mm -hmm. i never like to get off the main highway because you never know what kind of town you're gonna i rather risk the town than this hidey hole um rest stop that's nestled in the you know darkness they're always dark always 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 i would say in jersey that's the difference like i would have never before this video it would have never crossed my mind that you could get snatched at a rest stop because our rest stops are huge they're well lit and they're nice like and they're redoing all the ones on the parkway so they look like the ones on the turnpike so they're really like well lit like you feel safe There is one, though, that they're in the process of going to. And I was driving to drop my aunt off back in New York City once. And she was like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. So we didn't think anything of it. We stopped on the rest stop. And all the signs say, like, we're remodeling or whatever. But basically what happened was the rest stop was far off the park um, turnpike. Mm. And it was in the back. There were all these trucks. And Mm -hmm. then... The, it wasn't even like a bathroom like you had to walk from where the parking lot was over mm-hmm. to these trailers and mm-hmm. it was the middle of the day so it was no problem but I was mm-hmm. like if this is night this is perfect for a woman to get raped and killed and left in the marsh mm-hmm. and everybody has jokes about that's why the New Jersey Turnpike smells anyway because the mob dumps all the bodies out oh there my goodness. so it's just not a good thing that's the all. other show I watch too or watch listen to another podcast is about mobsters kingpins like, I love that kind of stuff. No, I don't love it. Like, I don't like people dying or hearing about it. But it's kind of interesting to see the becoming of, like, Al Capone. Like, what went into mm-hmm. that whole deal and, you know, things like that. So, I, I listened to one about kingpins, queenpins. There was this one lady from, um, I think she was from Mexico. She was, like, the, she invented the, the, the drive-by on the motorbike. She invented oh that. She invented uh, uh, that kind of assassination. She was like a huge deal. Um, so I listened to her story, and that was 
like whoa and then i listened to so there's king pins queen pins those are two good ones as well and then what are some other ones um that i listen to I listen to a lot of variety of those because I can't always listen to the murder serial killer ones because I'm like, okay, I can't. Sometimes I have to mix it up and just, you know, kind of listen to different things. But I think that, though, you know, like you said, when you listen to true crimes, there's an awareness factor. You know, you're more aware of, absolutely, you know, what's going on. And so I think like people who are true crime, I, I always thought about like oh i would love to like do a true crime podcast but i don't want to put the work into it you know what's interesting that's totally unrelated because right that. now i think you should we t- just go blah 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 you know <laughs> i think you could totally do a um a crime drama podcast that would be fine i think it'd be interesting to see like if crime dramas are popular in other countries like where our listeners are because it seems like we do have a lot of international listeners Mm -hmm. like is this something that resonates with you or do you not have this in your countries that's interesting well they do they do because like some of the people like crime junkies that's a podcast they had like just i was just listening to one episode from like um africa or something someone suggested like and then there was one for uk there's some podcasts for the uk like from the uk for the uk like, they have those out there. Okay. I don't know why I thought, like, I feel like that's, like, a uniquely, like, random American thing. I feel like other countries are like, why would we focus on murder right. and stuff? But I, I don't know. I feel like America, we just do all these things and other people are like, what are what's wrong with the Americans? But I did just want to throw in there because I feel like this was such, like, a fun topic but a dark topic. Yeah. If you are, if you are, like us you know and you're concerned there are apps out there that can Mm -hmm. alert you and alert people um what's going on with you so if you have an iphone i'm sure everybody knows this you have find my friends Mm -hmm. so you set people up with that so they can track where you are another one is a family friend told us about it it's called life 360 Uh uh-huh yep and we have it it's i mean it's intense yeah but i feel like at the same time that you know you're safe like if you drive over a certain speed limit somebody else is going to be identified if your phone gets too low um like my mom has one on me and whenever i get home like she gets an alert so it's like if i'm home but okay. i don't i need get that into the ha- oh, yeah, okay because you know what could happen so like <laughs> and again my family we're just really like super worried and like obviously mm-hmm. i'm an adult i'm 35 yeah you just never yeah. know yeah so it's like if your person has arrived at home but they never make it into the house if they don't come in you don't hear from them like you can set that up so that you know um i don't know what i was listening to but somebody else was saying that they had something set up it might have been in one of my reddit groups where they need you are in reddit groups now oh my goodness you have really done it love i i love reddit reddit it's great but um she has to either send a text or like do a certain action. And if she doesn't do that particular action by a certain time, it will alert her dad or somebody in her family just to say, hey, like check on her because she's a single woman living alone. I'm like, those things are smart. And it's even beneficial for like older people. Like my grandfather is 83, 84. He's just too cool for school. So he wouldn't get like a life alert or something if he's fallen and he can't get up. Uh But I feel like something like this, like he's surprising me with his tech savviness and sending jokes (laughs) through text message. I'm like, okay, grandpa, do it. So something like that, just so we know he's okay, because he's Mm -hmm. very mobile and very independent. 
Um, but there are those apps out there. I'm sure there's even crazier ones that I don't know about. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're worried, like I have a tracker. I had a tracker on my son because I didn't trust him with a cell phone at the time. So I went and got a tracker. He wore the tracker on him and it, I could ping his location. He could SOS me at any time. Um, you know, there's there's stuff out there tons of stuff out there if you're worried about your family and friends and you and I think that too like whenever we go anywhere don't I I think I have you and my cousin on find my friends and I'm sharing my my location with you guys and all that stuff so everyone someone knows where I'm at you know but you know what technology is so funny is that you know that's the first thing I think police officers do when they find a phone is they just kind of track the phone you know they ping the phone yeah so i was gonna say they ping off all those cell phone yeah. towers like you said you were here but your phone said you were over there yeah yeah <laughs> you are lying you're lying and that's how people are getting caught murdering folks now so it, actually that is true like this one lady killed her husband and um she lied about it and said she was back home oh it was an elaborate scheme the only way she got caught was because her phone pinged her in virginia when she said she was in wherever she was supposed to be it was quite see yeah so people can't act right no Mm-mm. no so anyway that's like sh- i have one more oh. i have one more that i just want to mention because you have kids and i'd be curious to see what other people think i don't know the legality of this but i <laughs> that's have never a good way to start. <laughs> i don't like and you could probably give in because i'm sure there's some kind of laws about it but i feel like the program gets around it so i tend to have clients not all of my clients have special needs but i tend to have a lot of clients that have special needs and they go into public schools special schools day programs whatever and some of them have this device and of course the name escapes me at the moment so Mm. forgive me but you can clip it onto like a kid's book bag their belt or whatever and randomly throughout the day it records 60 seconds of audio and so parents of special needs kids feels like that gives them a peek into the classroom so i'm like that's good because sometimes you know especially if your child is nonverbal, they can't tell you what's going on and even though they're nonverbal, i feel like some language sometimes comes out and the parents are like well we don't talk like that at home mm-hmm. nobody here uses that kind of language where are they picking that up at mm-hmm. and sometimes parents find out like that you know maybe the teachers or the classroom aides are not being as nice as they thought they were but I do wonder, like, if the teachers don't know that that device is recording them, mm-hmm. if that's okay. But if it's, like, because it's only 60 seconds and there's no video to accompany the audio, if that makes it okay. But I just thought that, that was interesting. It depends on the that state on the because some states only one person needs to know that it's, they're being recorded and it can be the person who's recording. <laughs> oh, so- <laughs> That's cheating. Like, well, I know the recorder's on, so, you know, it's all okay. But, like, I get it. If I was a parent, I feel like I would be that parent, and I would be at the schools. Like, excuse me, I really want to know why the word shut up was used in a classroom and not by a student. Like, explain this to me. You know, yeah. I would want to know. I think that, though, you know, sometimes we can get too invasive and uh, with certain things like um, teaching. We got to let those folks have a little bit of... Uh, lean way because I mean they have all kinds of people in that classroom and I'm only saying that I think too like I'm saying this because my mom was the biggest offender some of the things she told me she said to those kids mm, mm, mm. your mama stopped I was like you can't say that to kids yeah but she was like said it to me and I was like well you know so it's just kind of like you especially in the urban community you're dealing with like 
hardcore kids. It's like, how can you say, okay, that I mean it. You're going to get a timeout soon. Let's watch it. You know, and they're like, F you teacher. You know? <laughs> you know? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I see, I definitely see it from both ways. Like, obviously, like I'm someone that goes into the classroom as well. So I could be on some parent recording thing. So I definitely yeah. get it. I just think it's interesting yeah. seeing it from both sides. Yeah. Like, and again, I probably feel like, again, that's more like a special needs community, especially mm-hmm. if your kid is coming home with unexplained bruises on them. Sure. It's and my you kids can't come tell. home with unexplained bruises. I'm the unexplained at that school. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes, though, it could be the other students. Like, I don't, you never I'll know. figure so it out. I think that's why the parents do things like that, mm-hmm. because they're trying to get whatever they can to make sense of the world that their child is in when they're not with them. Mm-hmm. But I thought that would be an interesting mm-hmm. thing to mm-hmm. um, talk about as well. But this was really interesting. Yeah, Sam. it was, was a, a good topic. topic. I, I enjoy um, true crime podcasts. And I, honestly, one day I wanted to do a true crime, but I just wanted to like talk shit. I didn't want to like actually do the work. I was like, did you hear this episode? And just kind of like do just talk shit. I didn't want to like do the whole like these people go all the way back into like when they were born in 1965 to so and so and so and so. I wanted to just be like, so guess what happened? <laughs> well, maybe you know what we can do is it's something that you're putting out there. You know, maybe it's July. We start planning and do a true crime episode for October. Oh. Pick a crime and like we have time to research it. And if we see it's not that bad, maybe we do four crime dramas for October since it's Halloween oh, and spooky spooky. Yeah, or do. maybe we just get two and do them really well and then have two fluffy shows in between. Who knows? I'm up for trying that. Who knows? Let's let's look at that. That's interesting. That'll get you going. It's always good to mix it up. We're everything in between. You never know what's gonna come out of our mouths. Or what the topic's going to be about. Um, all right. So I think this was a good topic, and I'm I'm, I'm happy with it. Yes. So thank you for joining us for another week. We are so glad that you guys tune into us and enjoy speaking yes. with us and sharing your lives with us. Mm-hmm. We are so grateful. Yes. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.